¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? It's your boy Manny Maldonado. Thank you for listening to the Manny to the Max podcast. I'm excited, ecstatic. Uh, my second guest is the one and only Mr. Russell Peters is in the house. It is I. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys something. There are comedians and then there's comedians. And uh, Russell is one I of the... I put the come into comedian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope... Not really. Not like that, Russell. But you, Russell, Russell Peters is one of the top... I would say top 10 comedians working today. And for those of you who don't know, he's on his uh, deported tour. Is it deported? deported world tour. Deported world, world tour. I an got, actual world tour. An actual world tour. I got the privilege to finally got to, got to work with Russell in January at the Brea Improv. He sold out every single show and he, he's selling out all these other say, shows. So Manny Maldonado consistently bombed. And it was really <laughs> something to see. It was... And the lies start to begin. But uh, Russell is is just a is a good solid man on and off stage. He's he's a renowned comedian, a renowned DJ. He just man, you you have to have Mexican tendencies. You have all these jobs, man. I know well, I'm Indian. You know, Indians <laughs> are the Mexicans of the rest of the world. <laughs> of the rest of the world, yeah. So Russell, I mean, what what's what's next for you? I mean, you've done everything. What's what's what is there something else that you want to do now? I'm or? Keep doing things, man. It's thirty years in the stand up game. I can't stop now. Still, people don't know my name. Still. Still people don't know my name. That's fine. That's good. It keeps you motivated. Keeps you want to work. Keeps you grinding. Keeps you honest. So for the listeners that they should know about you, but ex- explain to everybody how, how long you've been doing, how long you've been doing stand-up and 30, now... 30 years, since 1989. Since 1989. And you're from Canada? From Toronto. Brampton, specifically. What made you want to get into stand-up, buddy? I don't know. Just nothing else going on in life. I was DJing. I was boxing, and I was like, well, I'm never going to be a pro fighter, so that's off the list. Um, DJing was my love, still is my love, but, <clears throat> and that's actually how I would make money when I was doing stand-up at first. I would do open mics mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, and then I would DJ, or Monday to Thursday, and I would DJ Friday and Saturdays, either at clubs or parties mm-hmm. or weddings or birthday but I didn't give a shit. I took the gig. And, and, you, and you grew up in what, what, part of, uh, what part of Canada? Brampton, Ontario. Brampton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, B-Town, son. B-Town. And what, what's the population over there? Is this pretty... In Brampton now, I think it's half a million in Brampton. But when you were there, it was like, what, 150? Yeah, maybe about that. 150. Yeah. And your family still lives out there? Yeah, my mom's still there. Keeping okay. it real. Cool, man. That's cool. So what... Now that you've seen the stand-up throughout, you know, in your eyes in the last 30 years, what what do you think have been the, some of the biggest changes? I mean, obviously, you... You realize I've seen four decades of stand-up. Four of them. Wow. Yeah, because I saw so the end of the 80s, uh-huh. then the 90s, then 2000, and then the 2010s. Yeah. Here we are in the fourth decade. So what do you think, what do you think has been like the biggest change you think in comedy since, since you first started? Well, now <clears throat> there's more niche comedy nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you will find an audience for it. Right. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're good. Uh, it means that you just found an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, some people aren't that funny, just a lot of people are lucky. A lot of, I have a lot of kids come up to me like, yo, I've been doing stand-up four years, you got any, uh, any uh, advice on how to uh, move ahead faster? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, don't move ahead faster. You need to do this for the right reasons. You know, I do it because I love to do it. I go do uh, spots when I'm not working mm-hmm. big shows. I still go do spots at the store, the yeah. factory, I the see, improv, I, I whatever. I always see you at the, those spots. Yeah, do, and you got to go work. do it. You got to stay on the grind. It's like, you know, if you want to be a fighter, you can never leave the gym. Mm-hmm. You got to always be in shape. What, 
since you're, I mean, tell us a little bit more about your deported tour. Like you, you're going to be doing, I, I guess you would tell me you're going to do Dubai pretty soon, right? Yeah, I'm doing uh, the Middle East mm-hmm. coming up and Africa and in India. Nice. So it's a lot of things coming up. We got South Africa, we got Kenya, we got Ghana, Nigeria. <coughs> um, then we'll go to uh, India where I'll shoot the new special. And then from India, we'll go to the Middle East. And you're going to be shooting your special, it's in, in June, right? In June, in Mumbai. In Mumbai? Two nights. Nice, nice. It's kind of a real homecoming kind of thing. Cool. Although I'm not born there at all, but, you know, I always do feel at home there. I think what better way to celebrate 30 years of stand-up than going to the place that um, that I love so much and, and kind of gave me so much material, the least I could do. Right, right. So, and this is, is how many specials is this going to be now for you? Let's see, 95, 97, 2003, 6, 8... 10, oh wait, what am I, I'm fucking bad. 5, 7, <laughs> 3, 6, 8, 10, 13, 16. It'll be my ninth special. You hear that? Nine specials, everybody. Nine. 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 There's a lot of people out there just can't even struggle just to get one. And Mr. Peters. You got to grind them out, buddy. You got to grind them if out. If you want and... it, you got to go get it. <laughs> That's nine for uh, Russell Peters. So what What do you attribute, what, was, what, what do you think was your, well, you should know, what was your, what was your first big break? Um, my special that I did in 2003, mm-hmm. when it aired in 2004, <clears throat> it started getting shared in file sharing groups at that mm-hmm. time, um, like in group chats and shit, you know, in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, mm-hmm. people were doing the file sharing stuff. Yo, here's a, they email you a clip of something, but you don't have to take you 10 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to download like a two minute clip of something <laughs> and they would watch it. And then, uh, and then a year later, YouTube started in 2005. And that was it. It was over after that. It was a wrap. I was the first YouTube sensation, if you really think about it, because that's what really got me to where I'm at today. So, I remember watching you. So when you did when you did Def Comedy Jam, and that you was did in it, 07. That was in 07. That was after the. I was already yeah. It was you were that was after the. I was YouTube. already on my way. You were already on your way. On my way. And you did the Monday joke and yeah, the, the Monday joke. The, went real quiet. <laughs> I scared the shit out of me when I did it too. Is that right? Oh my god! I got because the thing is for me is I grew up around black people, so but they don't know that the the audience is here. They don't know that I grew up around black people, so they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Mm-hmm. And who the fuck does he think he's saying this shit to? And I'm like, "No, no, you got this all wrong. I know you." So when when you first started doing stand up, who were the comedians that that you look looked up to, and who inspired you? Well, it was always Carlin. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and I see that picture over there yeah, Carlin over there there's Carlin uh-huh. there's another picture of me and Carlin over there and then Don Rickles up yeah, there Mr. Insult in yeah um, and Eddie Murphy who I just recently got to hang out with which was really fucking cool really awesome it was really awesome I didn't even say much because I was just in awe the whole time of course of course And you gotta understand I was at Eddie Murphy's house mm-hmm. it was me Eddie Murphy Dave Chappelle Chris Rock Jamie Foxx Neil Brennan, Jeff Ross, <clears throat> Patton Oswalt, Tiffany Haddish is the one that brought me there. Wow. And we're just hanging out in Eddie's house. And at, <clears throat> at the end of the night, I was sitting in Eddie's living room with just me, Chappelle, Tiffany, Eddie's sons, and Eddie, and Arsenio. And wow. I was like, and Eddie's showing me videos. He's showing us YouTube videos on his TV. No, not Shrek videos or anything no, like that. No, no, no. Just, just like just, he's calling up things that make him laugh on YouTube. Wow. And, and I was just sitting there the whole time like, I can't believe. I was literally having an out-of-body experience. Right. I was like, 
Can Eddie you Murphy. believe yeah. what is happening right now? You're sitting in Eddie Murphy's living room. We're not in the basement where, where, where they had the party and everybody was hanging out. Now this is like a private personal thing. I don't know how I, I, I got the privilege to be in that space, but I still geeked out about it. It's your hard work, man. I mean, you're, I mean you deserve good. to be no, in that. No, that was Tiffany who that was, put that, that Tiffany, together but that's, for me. That's, 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 I got to give all respect to Tiffany Haddish on that. Cause she ready. She ready. <laughs> she, she ready. She hooking up. She's the, a wonderful human being. Yeah, no, she's, she's a very giving person. She's, yeah, she's awesome. She's, and she's killing the game right now, too, as well. Yeah, she should be. When... Uh, when do you think, uh, I mean, I, I know you're not close to retiring or anything like that. No, but, you can't. Isn't. You, know, you know what uh, Bob Newhart told me? That you can never retire from being a comic. Good, good. And he said, this is a gift you've been giving, mm-hmm. and you have to give this gift for as long as you can speak. And that's funny that you say that because I remember hearing an interview um, that George Lopez had not that long ago. I believe he's, if I'm not mistaken. George think, is 40 years old. Yeah, and, he, and I believe he's in his uh, mid-50s, and he said he's never felt better right now. Uh, he, he's enjoying stand-up probably more than he ever has. So, yeah. so that just goes to show you that, yes, we do have a gift and we try to use it the best of our if, ability. Yeah, if you love it, I mean, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. But if you think you have some sort of weird fucking goal, mm-hmm. like I never, ever expected anything from the game other than to make a living. Mm-hmm. And to me, making a living was maybe making 1500 bucks a week. Right. And I was like, that's fine. I got a house. I can pay my bills. Yeah. I'm good. You're good to go. Didn't matter if I have a good car or a shitty car. As long as I had something. I never came from anything, so it wasn't like I was expecting everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm living a life I never, ever, ever would have dreamed I'd be living. Like in an unimaginable, an unimaginably fantastic life. Right. No, definitely. But, I mean, you, you deserved it. You, you worked hard for it. And, you, and you're still working hard. Nothing's, you got, I, I just want to maintain it. Really. You want to sustain and maintain. I want to sustain, maintain. Do and you, I want to uh, still move forward. Do you see yourself kind of like kind of what Tiffany's doing is maybe some projects on the side, maybe like producing or, or directing? No, I, I, do, I do do that on the, already. I you do, already do that already, but... Yeah, I produce uh, like documentary type mm-hmm. stuff. And, but as far as like, would you like to produce any comedy specials? I, I'm going to be actually doing that. Okay. That's something I... Uh, that's, that's to be announced later, but yeah, yeah, okay, there are no. things coming up. There are things coming up. There are things mm-hmm. coming up. I, I, I don't have the specifics on it yet, but... Mm-hmm. But keep your eyes and ears open. Because you, I believe, I think you, you were a part of something, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, an, old, an older Netflix thing. We, it was called, the, was it the Deported Tour or something like that? No, I'm on the Deported no, Tour. No, right not the Deported one, but it was called Deport we, Us. Was that, was that? No. I did a show for Showtime back in the day called Comics Without Borders. Comics Without Borders. I'm sorry. Yes, that's the one I remember seeing you on. I okay. was the host. You were the host. And you were also the host of uh, Last Comic Standing, too. I was a judge on Last Comic yeah. Standing. Yeah. I'm sorry, a judge. Yeah, me, yeah. Keenan Ivory Wayans, and, and Roseanne. R- Roseanne. Roseanne. And J.B. Smooth was the host. You did a good job on that. Did you enjoy I your time? A, I had a great time doing that. <laughs> I was really bummed when I didn't get brought back. They replaced me and J.B. with Jesselneck and Norm MacDonald. I guess they needed more diversity. <laughs> diversity in Hollywood so when you're at, now that you've seen all kinds of comics since throughout all the years that you've been doing it who is somebody that, who is somebody that you have your eye on saying oh you know what I like, to, I like to hear his stuff And I mean there's a lot of comics out there now that people need to know about mm-hmm. there's uh, Manuel Maldonado <laughs> thank you for calling him Manuel it's Manny but I, I love it it is um, Manuel legally yes yeah, thank you be. I appreciate um, the praise um, his real name is Manuel Labor <laughs> Manual labor for yeah, anybody out there listening. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Jason Collins. Jason Collins, who's great, who's, killing who does, the game. He's killing the game. I love Jason. Um, Maranzio Vance, Maranzio. great, killing the game. Great Nikki writer Carr, too. Great, killing the game. Yeah. Um, these are a lot of people that more people need to know about. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really funny, talented. And then uh, 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 Chris Chris Newberg too, right? Jay yeah. Chris Newberg, Jay Chris Newberg, and 
He's somebody that you take on the road yeah, sometimes, I too. I take him on quite a bit. Um, yeah. There's a lot of really funny, great comics out there nowadays. No, that's cool. There's probably too many to even name. Right, right. But those are just one. the ones that come off the bat because yeah. those, those are people that you, that you roll with sometimes. So what a, out of all the shows that you've done, obviously you, you've seen... Have you, have you ever been ripped off by promoters, too? Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. I'm all done through the agency. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, oh my God, yeah. Hell yeah, you got ripped off. Yeah. Oh, and as you can see, like, oh, great. I remember calling out a promoter in Toronto years ago, like mm-hmm. in the 90s. Uh, or, or early, late 90s, maybe in the early 2000s even. Yeah. This guy didn't pay me. And you called him out on stage? Oh, I called him out on stage. Nice, nice. He did a show with me. D.L. Hughley and John Witherspoon and I hosted it mm-hmm. and those two got paid and I did not mm. but it's funny because it seems like every time I worked with D.L. I never got paid <laughs> because um, alright still recording um, you know you turned the mic away from me that's why I had it sitting like no, that uh, so, just, man, hold on uh, <laughs> no we're still good yeah. so yeah <laughs> no, when I, work, I worked with DL in the 90s in England I was his opening act like around 96, 97 we did about three weeks in England and that promoter never paid me. And then I did this gig with DL in like 2000, 2001. And that promoter didn't pay me. I'm like, hey, DL, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> a matter of fact, I'm doing DL's TV show in about a week and a half. So I'm going to ask him. Uh, I wonder if I'll get paid for that even. <laughs> so was it with those kind of shows where you were supposed to get a deposit at first? And I don't even know. You know, at that you, time, you were just so happy to be working. Just, just working with DL. Just and happy to work with DL. Day. Happy to be working with anybody. With anybody. Okay. Just to be working. Who was what? Was there was there a headliner that kind of mentored you when you? No, when, I had nobody helping me. Nobody helping you at any point in my career. So it was just kind of meandering through and trying to figure it out. Uh, I didn't really have any peers because you know uh, I was a young kid when I started. So everybody was either older than me and really bitter that I was young, mm-hmm. or just uh, you know whatever the reasons were. I didn't really have much. But I mean, Keith Robinson and Patrice O'Neill really helped me, like around the mid '90s told me I was shit <laughs> Patrice told me I was shit is that right and that I really need to work on this because the shit I'm doing is easy and lame and whack mm-hmm. and you really gotta get introspective and I was like what the fuck for and they're like trust me and then it really it really did that kick in the ass really helped so I'm, I was feeling myself at that point you were feeling yourself at that point and I was like I'd only been doing stand up seven years I'm like what the fuck am I feeling myself for so you had to just do some self-checking in there. Yeah, you do. It's good for you, though. It is good for you. Yeah, I you get, completely agree with that. You know, as they if we get kicked in the proverbial throat. You know? Definitely. Now, I, I had only known you just from, you know, saying hi and bye here and there. And, but I really got to hang out with you. This year was my first time going to Montreal. And I was just amazed of just the people. They had to turn away people at your shows. How, how's that feeling? And every time you go to Montreal, explain. Well, Montreal's what? great for me. The Just for Last Festival is always great. Montreal as a city is always great for me. I've been going there for, obviously, I've been, you know, I started in Canada. So I've been performing in Montreal, I would say, since about 95. 95. And when I would first go to Montreal, I would only play the Black Rooms. Okay. And, you know, I think I maybe got 200 bucks. I was like, yo, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I got 200 bucks for a gig. This is amazing. <laughs> and a train ticket. And <laughs> a train ticket. <laughs> yeah. So and you, I think I got a hotel room. So you would go, you would take the train or whatever from, from Toronto, from where you're from, Ontario. Yeah, Ontario. Five, five hour train ride. Five hour train ride. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, how do you, how, how do you see the festival now? I mean, that was my first time going. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was. I mean, I've been going to the festival since '96. So I mean, you, you've seen the change, and yeah, I'm, no, I haven't really seen the change. I felt the change you more felt the change. than okay. saw it because 
um, when I would hear some of the younger comics' complaints about the festival, mm-hmm. they were the same complaints I had at that stage in the game. But I almost feel like it's something that you need to have happen to you in order to really make you hungry enough to want to step it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The first time I did the festival in '96, I was so excited to do the festival, um, and but they didn't provide me flight. They didn't provide me a hotel. And um, they, it was the first year they were doing these shows called Comedy Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I was the only non-white person on the shows. And they put me on first both nights, which is the worst spot on those shows. And Mike McDonald was hosting. Rest in peace, Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, and his intro was terrible for me. He goes, ah, first guy, bring it up. Uh, I was really nervous. I just saw him backstage pacing. Um, and he was, I was like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, at the time, I was just like, I took it so personally. I'm like, come on, I'm just trying to get ahead here, and you're shitting on my deal. You know, just like, I, you know, you're young, you know. So what did, did you do on New Faces as well? All that stuff? No, I never did any you of that You never shit. did any of that stuff? You just, I never got the good ones. You never got the good ones? I never the got stuff. the good ones. I never got to do a gala till 2000, I think. And, and the, or was it 98 that I did my first gala? I done my first gala in 98. Yeah. And how yeah. many theater shows did you, I only, because I only saw you perform one night. When I, I ran into you, I did two nights. You there. did two nights at that at a big theater. Yeah, that big one. I usually do the Bell Center when I'm there, okay. which is where the Montreal Canadiens play. Mm-hmm. I've played the Bell Center I think three or four times now, but I think it was booked because Kevin was doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was doing it. So <laughs> he was out there. And doing I was it. like, I guess if Kevin if, wants, if to Kevin do wants it. to do it, go ahead. Be my guest. <laughs> so, have you ever been? Um, what What country? Have you, not, have you not performed that you would like to perform at? Um, good question. I don't know. It's easier to say... I mean, I would like to perform in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, because A, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. B, um, I have a thing for fat asses on women. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just hear that I have a big following in Brazil now. Okay. There's a huge comic in Brazil named Winderson Nunes. And uh, he has like 30 million followers on Instagram. And he just posted something about me the other day saying I was his idol and stuff like that. But it's written in Portuguese, but my okay. jiu-jitsu coach told me what it meant. He, I was like, well, he, told, you the truth. he told you the truth. Yeah. He didn't say he wasn't, he wasn't badging yeah, or anything. No. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you've never been, that's, some, that's something on your bucket list that you would like to Absolutely. cross off. Cool. And you, you've always performed in every state here in the United States, right? Not every state. A lot of states I haven't been to. Really? I haven't performed in Louisiana. I haven't performed in uh, Idaho. You know, a lot of the center... Are you from Idaho? No. He, he's, he's born, he was born in Idaho, yeah. Wow. And now where, where are you from? Where, when did you leave Idaho? When I was young, I moved to Portland, Oregon. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> a, it's not even a lateral move. I have a show in Idaho. I have a show in Idaho. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've never week, performed in Idaho. Next weekend. It's my first I've time I've never performed in... Just name it. Like any of those types of states. Like Kansas? Have you performed in Kansas? Uh, I performed in Kansas City. Okay. What about Arkansas? Nope, never been to Arkansas, okay. which is just Kansas with a prefix. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm trying to I haven't performed in any of the Dakotas. You, per- oh, you perform in North Carolina, though, right? Yeah. North and South. Yeah. North and South. I'm trying to think of other, other ones. Um, what about uh, Wisconsin? I played Milwaukee. You played Milwaukee, okay. Um, Montana? I think I had, uh, Montana, no. Okay. Uh, I, think, I don't think I've performed in Alabama. Alabama, all right. Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. What about Tennessee. Well, I performed in Nashville. Nashville, okay. Which is Tennessee. But I'd like to go to Knoxville and, 
and Memphis and all that kind of stuff. All, all, all those they have arenas. all the hot spots. They, they have those all those arena the arenas where the Grizzlies play. I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. No, I do when I go around the middle of America. I just do the small clubs. Yeah, and I struggle to sell tickets out there. Okay, all right. Which is interesting because you know I can go to New York City and sell out the Garden, mm-hmm. but I can't go to fucking and Idaho it, and sell out Dave's house and <laughs> Chuckle Tits. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, that's, that's what comedy's humbling. What? What? That's exactly what I mean. It's like yeah. it's perfect because. If you start believing your own hype, here, go to somewhere where they don't know you and, and get back to normal life again. For sure, right. for sure. Remember for sure. who you are. Yeah. You know? So, some of that humble pie. Yeah. Now, you, on, this, on this deported tour that you have come, Nate, tell, tell um, the listeners where you're going to be as far as, uh, I mean, this, this weekend. When you say listeners, you're assuming people are hearing this. Okay? Yes, yes. Okay, let me tell the listener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What he's listening to. <laughs> Where I'm going to be, just go to my website, russellpeters.com, or look at my Instagram, uh, at russellpeters. Two S's, two L's, one Peter, with an S. But this Friday and Saturday, people... This Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Boston, at the Chevalier Theater on Friday, and then the Wilbur Theater on Saturday, two shows. Nice. So, you know, if you like, uh, if you like lowbrow comedy, come see me. <laughs> and, and your show is still um, an hour long? Your, your show, I do an hour. Do an hour. When I, depending on the theater gig, I'll do like an hour to an hour and 25. Mm-hmm. But definitely an hour. Definitely an hour. Yeah. What do you think, obviously, you, like, uh, I love the fact that you're still hungry and, and you're still just out there, just like all of us other comics. You're just out there just grinding, and I love that about you. What... Uh, Tell, tell the listeners, what, what, what are your interests? I mean, you said jujitsu is one of your main things you like doing. What else do you like to do other than, uh, than DJ? I train jujitsu. I DJ. I hang out with my daughter. I got a, a new boy coming in about six days. Mm-hmm. So Are you excited about that? How does that make you feel? Yeah. Yeah? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> little, we'll see. A, little exhale there. Just, uh. We'll see. You know, we'll see. I'm 49 years old, and I'm having a boy. That's a lot of energy to expend. Yeah. Um, hopefully my girlfriend's a good mother and uh, I'm sure she will be fine <laughs> she can pick up my slack hopefully well man I'm so I'm so privileged to have you uh, congratulations on everything keep up the outstanding work and man you're just you're just one of the best man keep up thanks man you are one of my favorite <laughs> child sized men um, thank you brother thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you that's right you guys heard him first Russell Peters in the house make sure you check him out make sure you check out his website his instagram follow him one of the best working today you guys can check me out this week i'll be at the laugh factory in long beach if you need to reach me out anytime to me on instagram and all the other websites too thank you guys so much manage the max peace